We thank you for tuning in to the Dream Out Loud podcast sponsored by Dream Releaser Coaching. During the month of December, we have picked the top podcast of 2022. Please enjoy our top-rated podcast with Jeff Smith and be encouraged all over again. We hope that you enjoy. Well, we're excited to have somebody with uh, all of your uh, special gifts and talents here on the Dream Out Loud podcast. And so on behalf of Dr. Sam and Brenda Chan, we welcome you and are so uh, appreciative of you being a part of the Dream Releaser team. So maybe today some of our viewers don't know exactly who Jeff is so I want you to tell us a little bit more in detail. We know the uh, all the fancy side of that, all the business side, and all the things that you do. But tell our viewers a little bit about who you are personally. Uh, absolutely, and uh, thank you once again for having me, and thank you to Dr. Chan and Dr. Brenda for the incredible influence that they've had and continue to have on my life and this incredible platform that they have made available for leaders and coaches uh, to be just uh, encouraged and enhanced. Um, just a little bit about myself. I mean, the, the the quick story is I love being with people and more importantly, helping people. And however I can do that, I'm happy to do that, whether it's through pastoring, coaching, consulting. If I can help others become the best version of themselves, if I can help organizations be more effective at what they're doing, um, that really is my aim. So it's mainly those avenues of coaching, pastoring, and consulting that I do that through um, and do that both in the ministry space and also in the marketplace space, working with uh, nonprofit organizations uh, as well. Okay. We know that you have a strong history in corporate America. You work for some great companies, IBM, with the bank system, all kinds of different areas as uh, as well. So what really got you interested in this thing called coaching? Because so many people are just now uh, really hearing the big um, the big vibe about coaching, but you got involved with us a number of years ago. What got you started in coaching? Dr. Bowen, I found myself in conversations, particularly when working with pastors, where what was needed was not just the consulting aspect, uh, but the coaching aspect. I found the conversations didn't need necessarily a process or a plan, something prescribed, But a lot of times the individuals I was working with were trying to navigate a season, trying to make a shift or a change, uh, working through a particular issue. And the consulting toolkit, if you would like to call it that, was just a little bit inadequate. And so I started talking to a couple of mentors of mine and describing just that scenario. And a number of them said, well, you might need to explore coaching. And to be honest with you, I went and received my coaching certification, went through all of the process. But for me, Dr. Bowen, it was so instrumental in developing me as a leader um, and having more personal awareness on how I could be more effective in my own personal life and then taking that and being able to leverage that to help others. So that's really what got me started was a better, more effective way to add value to people. Yeah. We know one of the things that you have done, not just in the States, but globally, if you've worked in consulting work, and we realize that there's four amenities that we really like to stress in our coaching. There's coaching, counseling, mentoring, and consulting. So how did you transition uh, from that piece? Now, we know that you're still a consultant and there's a different hat for that, but how did you transition from consulting with so many 
uh, companies that you have worked with to now realizing that some people may not need that consulting piece, but now they need a coaching piece. How did you transition between the two? Yeah. So for me, it really came down to uh, what was it that the individual was wanting to accomplish, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes in those conversations, you begin to be aware that in order for the person to make the kind of shift, the kind of jump they wanted to make, right? it was going to be more than me telling them what, the, what they should do. It was going to be more than my experience being you know, leveraged for their benefit. There was something on the inside of them right. that needed to be uncovered, that needed to be unveiled. There was a conversation that they needed to just have someone come alongside them with to create greater awareness of possibility that was not being accessed at the time. So for me, um, when, I, when I heard that kind of uh, tone in the conversations around what, what can I do? I feel like there's something more in me. There's something I want to do, but I'm having a tough time accessing it. I thought to myself, you know what, this might be more of a coaching conversation than me just prescribing uh, a particular plan or solution to them. Wow. So pulling that dream or that desire out of your client, I heard you say that and the importance of doing that in the coaching practice of really making sure that we're following their, their dreams and their desires. So what lessons have you learned while coaching others in your organization? I think one of the things I've learned for me personally is how to be a better listener, mm. to be more curious, to be more patient, uh, the value of inspiration and motivation rather than command control. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, pastoring the church, you have a certain amount of um, uh, ability to just say a thing and that be the way it's going to be. But I found many times that was not really the most advantageous way to go about it, particularly when working with staff, that at times that was the useful way to do it. But at times it was better for me to mine out of them the motivation and the inspiration to maybe do things differently or to go after a certain goal or to identify a new objective or that kind of thing. I found it very useful um, in helping me to navigate conflict resolution, for example, uh, having more of a coaching mindset than going in with a predetermined judgment on things. So I think the way that I've navigated my staff through change and through transition, having more of a coaching mindset has been beneficial uh, in bringing them through the process and helping them to be a part of it rather than me just superimposing my thoughts and my ideas upon them. Wow. So how important do you think it is for us to really, really hear the heart of our client that's in front of us or that uh, business owner? Uh, you made a really valid point here about listening. I want to make sure our viewers really hear your heart in that. How important is it that we become a good listener? Well, I think when you really believe in the resourcefulness of the individual you're working with, mm -hmm. and when you really believe that in them, resides the answers, the solutions, the pathway to success. They just have a tough time accessing it. Yeah. It makes you want to lean in and listen and right. just ask those really open-ended questions that will help them to access what's already in them. They're just having a tough time getting their hands on it. So, um, and, and, and many times when you listen, 
It provides you with the next useful question to ask to get to the next layer of discovery that is on the horizon for that individual. Wow, that's awesome. I, I, I have found that a lot of people really feel like they're good listeners, but then when they're probed and really um, are, are asked you know, uh, how they listen, those kind of things, what would you say to somebody if they said, well, I think I'm a good listener? What makes a good listener? I think when you have the ability to listen and you are not trying to come up with what you're going to say next, Mm -hmm. is an earmark of a good listener. I think a good listener is able to reframe for Mm -hmm. the individual what they said. I think a good listener is able to provide helpful feedback to the person that they're talking to. So I think all of those are very important. I think so many times what we fall into the trap of, Dr. Bowen, is we're listening and feeling the pressure of having to have an answer or a response. Yeah. And I think when you allow that pressure to be present, it, it, it causes you to be unable to be as effective as a listener as you otherwise could be. Yeah, wow, that's dynamic. So we're joining today with Jeff Smith here, and we're talking to him about Dreaming Out Loud on the Dream Out Loud podcast today. We're getting some great insight. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the power of listening. And so one of the things I want to ask Jeff is, why do people and organizations actually need a coach? We're finding out that people, as you said, we kind of start coaching and it really you know, revolutionizes our life. And then now we're seeing that companies are actually coming saying, now we need a coach. So why would you tell an organizational leader that they would need a coach? Well, I think if we just would look at other fields, mm-hmm. we find that high achievers, mm-hmm. uh, those that exceed expectation mm-hmm. have coaches. Whether you're talking about an athlete, whether you're talking about um, someone that is in the academic world, they usually have somebody that comes alongside them right. and helps them to discover what they on the surface don't see in themselves. And so I think it's really, really important even in the business or corporate world, because many times there's levels of effectiveness, levels of efficiency, there's creativity, there's innovation that is untapped, potential that is not realized because there's no coach to help the person navigate blind spots or to navigate areas that are untapped, that are unrealized by the individual themselves. Well, so corporations need a coach, individuals need a coach. We need to just find our identity in that. And so you said a mouthful already in this podcast. So a lot of people would ask, if I was going to become a coach, would this actually be a service or would this be a business? What would you say to the viewers today that's asking, is it a service or is it a business? Yeah, I think it's both. I think I think fundamentally it is a service. It's a way for you to add value. To people. Mm-hmm. It's a way to help people become more effective. It's a way for you to help someone become a better version of themselves. But it is a service that can be monetized, right? Mm-hmm. So it can that's it becomes a business at that point. You can you can charge fees and do quite nicely if you desire to move that way. So I think fundamentally it's a service. 
But mm-hmm. I think there's a way that we can monetize that and develop a business that causes it to be something that um, is very financially uh, profitable for the coach himself. Yeah. I love those words that you just said, adding value, adding mm-hmm. value. When we make somebody feel valued, all of a sudden every, the whole uh, trajectory changes whenever we add value to someone. And we know that Dr. Brenda, our co-founder, uh, she's all about giving hope. And of course, Dr. Ch- uh, Dr. Sam is so much about helping others succeed. So we know in every business venture, there's always going to be obstacles. So what motivated you to overcome those obstacles to begin your coaching practice? I think two things. One, just seeing the constant need mm-hmm. for coaches, uh, whether it was in working with my own staff and team, whether it was working with pastors that are part of the network of pastors that I serve as director for, uh, whether it was just individuals that I came in contact with. So I saw the continual need to come alongside people to help them Mm -hmm. achieve and accomplish what they had in their heart to do. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I felt like I needed to overcome the obstacles because there was more inside me to give than what I was able to give prior to being a coach. And so I was highly motivated to say, man, how else can I take this desire that I have to help others become more effective. And for me, coaching was that. Wow. Now we know that you're a global leader and you, you talk on so many different platforms and so many different arenas. So in, in that alone, I want, I want to ask you something about the incorporation of how you actually now use that with your staffing. How have you changed your leadership because of the abilities now that you've become a master coach, how has that changed you as a leader? Yeah, great question. So I think a couple of ways. I think the way that I work with my staff, even on the day to day, when there's perhaps an issue that comes up, um, I might do what we call spot coaching. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they may come with a problem, an issue, a situation. And instead of me telling them what to do, I mm-hmm. might ask some real strategic questions that help to bring some awareness for them and help them to discover ways that they may approach it um, outside of what I would maybe prescribe for them. So spot coaching for issue-focused stuff. I think the other way it shows up is in um, evaluations. Um, Many times in an evaluation, um, I'll use more of a coaching, inquiry, curious approach so that we can discover more effective ways of them showing up perhaps uh, as an employee or more effective ways of them overseeing the area of responsibility that they have. So evaluation time. Mm -hmm. And then I think during personal development uh, plans, when we develop them at the onset of the year, um, I'll coach them through that process Mm -hmm. so that they can begin to put into the conversation the things that they want to achieve for themselves. Um, and I'll try to ask the questions that that really begin to uncover the things that are going to be inspirational and motivational for them as they navigate the upcoming year. So a few different ways on on how coaching shows up, I think, in the way that I deal with my staff. 
Okay. And so we know that you're one of DRC's trainers. You've trained a lot of people through DRC. So what is one of your big takeaways or your aha moments in coaching? Maybe it was somebody else. You asked that right question and you knew that because you asked that question, they went to the next level. Or maybe it was one particularly for you that maybe you had something to happen. It was aha moment for you. What is that time for you that you remember this great, what we call in coaching, an aha moment? I think the aha moment for me is how powerful it is for someone mm-hmm. to come up with their own solution or idea. You know, Dr. Bowen, when, when somebody comes up with it on their own, mm-hmm. there's so much more buy-in. There's so much more longevity to it than when you just tell somebody, this is what I think you should do. But when somebody has their eyes open and you see them have that moment of discovery, that's something that can never be taken from them. And they can leverage over and over again as they chart their course forward. So I think for me, the big aha is how powerful it is for somebody to discover something that's already on the inside of themselves. Yeah. And it really helped them discover that. It's amazing because once they discover that, then they can really fulfill their destiny and their dream. And we're all about dreaming and walking alongside of our client to really get them to that next level. And I know that you've done that in so many capacities. But now let's move a little bit further and let's talk about for those pastors that's on the Dream Out Loud podcast. And they would say, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if this is for my staff. Tell me how you use coaching in your past. I think even when I'm sitting down with an individual, one-on-one or with a couple, coaching has taught me not to enter those conversations mm-hmm. with what I call judgment, uh, not to enter those conversations already predetermined in my mind, the situation and the outcome, but to enter it with inquiry, with curiosity, what more can we learn in this conversation? And so it's helped me to be more effective in those tough conversations. I think even in message delivery, um, you approach the congregation much different when you believe in the resourcefulness, when you believe in the creativity, when you believe in the ability of the congregation. Mm -hmm. You don't approach them with so much of a, let me tell you what to do, but let me lead you on a path. Let's take a journey together. And I think it shapes the way that I shape my messages. I think it shapes the way that I I interact with them. Again, not only in the one-on-one, but in the pulpit experience as well. Yeah. I always like to ask pastors because I pastored for 27 years and my doctorate's in counseling. How much uh, more freeing is it to actually coach an individual or a member of the church, then counseling because counseling. And a lot of people say, I've heard people use this phrase, I'm a counselor coach. You can't be, it's, it's an oxymoron uh, because we know that counseling is for the unhealthy while coaching is for the healthy, but stuck. So how freeing has it been for you as a pastor to be able to use this gift of coaching with your members or even in your business because you don't have to have the answers? Oh, it's extremely liberating for a couple of reasons. And I just want to do a double click on something that you said. You know, when, when we talk about coaching, coaching is is forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Coaching, coaching is possibility thinking. Yeah, Co- coaching is is discovery about where where we're going next. 
counseling gives us time more in what was and maybe even in what is. But it's so much fun, if I could say it that way. Mm-hmm. And as you say, freeing. So let's think about where can we go? What can we do? What is possible? What's on the horizon? What's next? Woo, I get excited thinking about that myself. And then when you think about the fact that in coaching, you're helping a person to uncover and discover what's already there. I don't have to come with the answer. I don't have to be the Mm know-it-all. I don't have to try to convince you that I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, I'm asking you questions. And by us being in a conversation where I'm listening, responding, you're in that process with me, things emerge in that conversation that causes the individual to have the tools necessary to go where they want to go. It's a client-led process. It's not me leading the process. Yeah. So the big factor of this is just really staying in the moment. And as you said earlier in the podcast, making sure that we're really, really turning our hearing ears on where we're listening, not just hearing. Hearing is done with the ears, listening done with the heart. We want to make sure we hear what that client is saying so that we can move them into that place of destiny. So um, in thinking about those kind of things, Jeff, what is your next big dream? We always like to ask in our podcast, we want to hear people hear us dream as master coaches. What is your next big dream? There's two things I've got on the horizon. I'm working on a online coaching mentoring program. Mm -hmm. Uh, where I want to take people on a journey to discover the best version of themselves. And uh, it's really a personal development program that will be on an online platform, Mm -hmm. um, hitting all those major areas of personal development, everything from time management to energy management to conflict resolution to decision-making to visioning. I mean, all of those things. I want to take a group of people on a journey in those vital areas to, to, again, become the best uh, version of themselves. The second thing is to do a book uh, much in, this, in a similar fashion, uh, talking about uh, both skills and competencies that are necessary uh, to really present the best version of yourself. And mm-hmm. so I want to do a portion of the book will be on skills, a portion of the book will be on competencies, and then a portion of the book will be on uncovering those things that hinder us from right. being the best version of ourselves. And so those are a couple of things that I'm working on uh, here to happen in the near future. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love to hear people dream out loud and when we start dreaming. And I love you use those words that we use so much in coaching, that forward thinking, that forward focused coaching, of looking to our future and to really see uh, what's out there for us. So I know that recently, Jeff, you became ICF certified. And I know this. Uh, those that are listening today to the Dream Out Loud podcast, some are coaches, uh, some are in the program now, some have never heard of coaching. And so why would you tell someone Uh, if they're looking for a coach today, to look for someone who's ICF certified. And for those that are listening that doesn't know what that is, that's the International Coaching Federation, the ICF certification. Why would somebody need a coach that's ICF certified? I think the certification indicates that a person has been through a certain amount of rigor. Uh, It indicates that the person has put a certain amount of time into the craft. Mm -hmm. It indicates that the person has been observed uh, to make sure that they have the competencies uh, and they have the skills to be an effective coach. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is an objective view of the coach's capacity to deliver. And so rather than someone just hanging their own shingle and kind of blowing their own trumpet, no, there's an objective international party that says this individual has met the rigor, they have the skills, they've been observed, they'll be able to deliver. Wow. There's only a little over 40,000 ICF certified coaches now. And of course, I, I think you really drove that home with really talking about those core competencies. And we have all the same value. That's a big part of the ICF, making sure that we're all in unison. Uh, it's kind of like Chick-fil-A. We know that everybody, when you go to Chick-fil-A, everyone says, my pleasure. That's just kind of their language. Mm. And ICF is also that language that we learn as coaches. So uh, congratulations, by the way, on this mm-hmm. amazing, amazing um, opportunity for you to become ICF certified. And we know that that's what we're really pushing our clientele to do is to become ICF certified. Well, so tell us a little bit about how we can get in, in touch with you. Maybe somebody's listening today and they're saying, wow, he's been in corporate America. He's a pastor. He's on a global platform. How would we get in touch with you if someone was wanting to reach out? Sure. The website that they can go to is jeffscottsmith.com, jeffscottsmith.com. They can find me there on the web. And then they can follow me on social media at Jeff Smith Leadership, Jeff Smith Leadership. So either way, uh, they can follow, they can contact with me. I'd love to hear from you. Wow, that's amazing. And I can't wait to find new ways for us to reach out and and really get people connected. Who would have thought a few years ago, uh, the podcast, uh, the Zoom meetings, all the things that we're doing, and we know that there's something even greater in store. So, Jeff, it has been a pleasure and a delight to have you here with the Dream Out Loud podcast featured by the Dream Releaser Coaching System with Dr. Sam and Dr. Brenda Chan. Thank you for being with us today and taking time out of your busy schedule, and we appreciate all that you do to make DRC what it is today. Thank you, Dr. Bowen, for the opportunity. Thank you to Dream Releaser Coaching, again to Dr. Chan and to Dr. Brenda for creating this space for us all to get better. So, so grateful to be a part of it. Awesome. Thank you so much, sir. So we hope this podcast with Jeff Smith has helped you to DOL. We thank you for joining us today and to learn more about Dream Releaser Coaching or to find out about other products and resources that you heard about today, you can simply visit us at www.dreamreleaser.com and you can hear us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time for more inspirational topics to help you to DOL on the Dream Out Loud podcast.